Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is episode 29 of Coaching Connections. On today's episode, we have Coach Dodi Sulaika of Cole High School and Coach Vanessa Villarreal of East Central. Coach Sulaika is a veteran in the game. She's been in the profession for many years. And Coach Villarreal just got her first head coaching job at East Central. And we talked about the excitement behind that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode just as much as I did. This is episode 29. Coach Sulaika, Coach Villarreal. Let's get after it. Good morning, Coach. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, good. Coach Laika, good morning. How y'all doing? Good, 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 good. Who's, I uh, can't tell. Who's Coach V? I know, let me, I'm trying to, let's see. Okay. Good morning. Oh, good morning, good morning. How's it going? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Where are you at? Um, East Central. East Central. And then you just got it. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know. Well, I mean, I haven't seen East Central in a while. So, <laughs> for you, do you know? Does what? Um, Ian Ward. A male? Yes. Mm -hmm. oh, I've never seen him. I <laughs> don't know. Does, did he go somewhere around? He went to go on the boy, back to the boys' side at Brennan. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Well, congrats. I've done a physicals when Cole comes over to, to Blossom. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were at Madison. I was at Madison. Yes, ma'am. Oh, then no one. Okay. That's why you look familiar. Okay. <laughs> You've been at Madison. You were at Madison for a while. For 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Wow. 10 years. Yeah. I was waiting, but uh, Coach Hasey's not ready to retire yet. She's still got a few more years in her, she said. Dang. <laughs> Coach Hasey was there when I started coaching, and I've been in coaching many moons. And so I, I, pl I played for her. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm. I think that's why I remember uh, you being there because I, I guess <laughs> I remember seeing that you were a next player. Forgot. Well, congrats, congrats, good job. Thank you. I was uh, watering my lawn early, so <laughs> <laughs> it was incentive to get up early to get that in at least yeah. front yard. You get mm -hmm. your workout in, Coach V? I did not. <laughs> I ended up sleeping in just a little bit more, but I'll get it after this. <laughs> Nash came over and uh, we've been working out. So she she was like, I think we have to work out the morning. I said, well, I got to get up early. She's like, okay, <laughs> seven. I was like, okay. So guess we'll start at seven. So oh, seven man. We got to get back into a routine, I guess, right? I mean, school's starting soon and oh, we got yeah. spoiled. Yeah. Usually I do the 5.15 morning yeah. workouts. And so uh, she's like, man, I need to get up early. This yeah. is tough. <laughs> I was like, yeah. My my regular routine for a regular school day is like I, I'll get to the school like at five and do my workouts mm -hmm. and do what I got to do uh, for myself. Yeah. But I haven't been up that early since March. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I <laughs> know. It was I was with summer strength conditioning. It was a good task just to get up by six so I could be there by seven thirty or eight. Yeah. So I was like, man, get used to those Netflix evenings. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. I appreciate y'all taking some time this morning. I know it's kind of early. Yeah, this this might be the earliest I've ever done one of these things. So so it's, it's oh, really a, a good thing. <laughs> not a bad thing. I'm a I'm a morning person, so I'm I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm glad we could bless you with the morning of sunrise. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well so, thanks for uh, doing this. This is awesome. No problem. I appreciate yeah. you guys. I'm glad you're enjoying it. So first off, um, with COVID out there and everything going on since, you know, spring break, how has how's your lives uh, changed? And, you know, what has your daily routine been? 
I know it's hard to try to keep some sort of routine to you know, stay disciplined. Um, you know, you've been binge watching a lot of TV shows. What have you guys been doing to stay busy, stay sane? Go ahead, Coach. Um, I actually, I hadn't ever seen The Sopranos. So my nephew was like, you got to start The Sopranos. You got to start The Sopranos. So I, I was kind of big on um, like audio things because I'd been walking and podcasts. So I'd be listening to stuff like that. So it was really hard for me to just sit down for a time being just to actually watch a series. And so now I know why, because once I got hooked on it, it was like every waking moment that I had a spare moment, I wanted to sneak in 30 minutes of a, of one of the shows or, yeah. you know, a couple of episodes. And then I'd hurry back to whatever I was doing. And okay, let me, let me watch it on my pod. I mean, on my phone now while I'm watering the grass versus listening to my podcast. So I, I guess that's the last one. And I just started Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. That's, that's one of my favorite. That's uh that's a great one right there. That's what I heard. So I don't know. I'm just episode two. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's intense, and, and those early seasons are real intense. So good luck with that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Coach V, what have you been doing to stay busy? You know, I'm a PE teacher, so watching TV is not, not too many Netflix stuff. I've done a lot of walks and listening to podcasts and um, bike rides. Um, luckily I already had a bike and so my family all has bikes. So we just started going on bike rides down to the missions through McAllister Park. Um, that was a big thing for us for that first month and then it kind of slowed down, but just walking and working out. I think I lost 25 pounds during COVID. Uh, oh, yeah, thank you. But it was just out of boredom, <laughs> like, you know, teaching PE and being active and then not having anything to do was really was really okay. hard for me. So I've um, been reading a couple books and just trying to play with the whole virtual learning thing, figured we'd come back to it. So yeah, I keep busy. A lot of family barbecues, just our little, our little group. I have a huge family, like immediate family, um, you know, mom, dad, brothers, sisters, cousins, we're tight. And so we kind of just stuck together and barbecues and all that stuff. So a lot of family time, which is something I normally don't get to do during the school year so that's important that's, that's awesome that you, you've had that little click inside your little bubble because it, a lot of people have been isolated and it's tough you know when you don't get to see your loved ones as often so being able to have that you know, that's that's pretty awesome we yeah, had lots of rules too. nobody else was allowed to see anybody else it was just our little group <laughs> <laughs> you would get yeah, banned yeah. if you went out anywhere else <laughs> yeah you had to do that i mean yeah i think the last time i'd seen my like it was my niece's birthday in Austin and spring break. And then oh, wow. I might seen everybody probably till early June, but otherwise it was, I mean, like you coach, I mean, I mean, I could probably say throughout the day on a typical day, I'd walk six miles easy because yeah. PE going back forth, whatever. So, I mean, I kind of tried to simulate that. And my dog is probably, he's probably lost about, I don't know, 10 pounds. <laughs> Um, I mean, it was like wake up, work out, walk, water the lawn, eat lunch. I mean, maybe watch a little TV, but like I said, those Sopranos episodes didn't come to like maybe the last month. Other than yeah. that, like I was on a routine. Yeah. We were a little different than you guys, I guess, maybe because most, most of the school, I mean, the, I mean, the city, because our kids were one-to-one -one with laptops. Mm -hmm. So we schedule from March to the end of that, those nine weeks. Mm. So we really had almost like a block schedule every, every day, Monday through Friday. So oh, you wow. could get up 
early, but your day, my first period or my, my first class was at, I guess, 8.30 and it went till 10.30. But I mean, you didn't have to stay in class that whole time, but it was like two, two hour increments. So you yeah. were on, so you still were kind of in a schedule, yeah. but you go put a load in or you could go to run to the store or so <laughs> forth. I mean, we were taking attendance. We were like doing all the assignments online and the kids were expected to be there. So it wasn't, it didn't take them two or three weeks to get situated. It was like, as soon as they said, go remote after that extra week, I think we got after spring break, boom, right into the next week. And we were ready full throttle. Like, gotcha. so, I mean, it kind of never stopped in my eyes for me, but I, I was able to, at least, like you said, get some other things in that I wasn't able to get in exercise or to keep my sanity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so all your kids already had laptops one to one, right? And so. Yes. Yes. And so, I mean, uh, at Cole, it's um, I do sixth grade PE slash pre athletics all the way through high school. So the ones who luckily had just gotten theirs were the sixth graders. They typically don't get them, but this year, this past year, they they had enough and they got some and they got some Chromebooks in January. But they were still kind of new. I mean, you're telling them to get on Google Classroom, submit an assignment, you know, watch a video, answer a form, you know, and they're like, I mean, so for them and for me, it was like, okay, well, I mean, I'm not tech savvy, all that. I mean, but I, I could manage it. But then they were asking those little itty bitty questions that the older ones would never ask. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So you just kind of want to take the computer and like, no. <laughs> so, um, but no, they came around. I mean, they did a really good job. though. So. But it was on the spot learning, let me tell you. So. Oh yeah, oh for sure. A lot of learning. And for yes. us, I know in our in our school, I mean, not the same situation, you know. And then you have some older teachers that 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 already hate technology, and they. Oh. Were, <laughs> I felt for them because they they wanted no part of it. And, I bet. Uh, but you got to do what you got to do, right? <clears throat> oh, definitely, definitely. But I mean, it, it's it's a humbling. I mean, it, it got you to get you out of your comfort zone. Sure. Ask our kids to do a lot. Get out of your comfort. You know, um, it makes you very uh, humble, I guess. <laughs> it's, for sure, for sure. Definitely got me out of my comfort zone. Uh, I created my first YouTube channel, and I recorded myself working out. I told the girls they couldn't laugh at me, that I was going to send them videos, and uh, I enjoyed it. And we, I learned how to time-lapse, so when they did their workouts or whatever, they time-lapsed it, time-lapsed it, so it, it wasn't a 30-minute workout video they were sending me it was like 30 seconds but i could see everything they were doing it was awesome and um, oh, that's cool i enjoyed it <laughs> yeah is that your or your kids for basketball that was for basketball um i showed them how to time lapse it and i created little videos um on my computer screen and just sent them all types of how to and and mm -hmm. our workouts whether it was ball handling conditioning they it all got um scrunched down into a short little video that they could send me easy because um, we had a lot of uploading issues. Not everybody had a computer, so. But it was a way yeah, to still yeah. come in contact with them. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of the timeline. I mean, I've seen people like on, you know, Facebook, they kind of like do everything really fast. Yeah. I'm like, Can you just slow that down because it's really hurting my eyes. But I mean, now I understand <laughs> that that term because I'm like, I don't, I can't even, I don't even know where the hell they're doing that. So <laughs> cool, I would get on, like you're saying, and I would do it live with them. So yeah. it'd be me kind of doing simulating something and then them repeating it or because we had a few weeks in strength and conditioning, um, I at least they were, they were able to understand what I was talking about versus yeah. 
having to explain and then having to demo. It was more like I didn't have to do the whole thing and you know, break a sweat and lose the ball 10 times and everything else. So uh, <laughs> it made it a lot easier, at least having told them that before they would. They would yeah. But that's true. That's a good idea. Time lapse. I got to remember that. I'll write that one down. It's, it's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about your childhoods. You know, what did, what did you uh, ladies grow up? Um, what was it like? Did you have any influences in your life uh, that kind of sent you down the path of coaching and education? Go ahead, go. You go. Um, I'm from San Antonio, born and raised, grew up in all of Northeast, uh, went to Madison, did really well there. Um, my family is softball, baseball family. Um, everybody, my mom played softball up until a couple of years ago. My dad was our coach. My twins, I have a twin sister. She's a big time softball person. Uh, my brother played baseball. My older sister, we were always at a softball field or baseball field growing up, um, Capitol Park. Um, I mean, that's all I remember being out at the fields, being outside. And for some reason, I'm the only one that didn't take to it. <laughs> I picked up basketball in middle school. I started in the seventh grade and man, fell in love with it. Um, around that time when I was in seventh grade, it was when the Kentucky Wildcats won their national championship here in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. And I remember watching that on TV, watching Tubby Smith. For some reason, I watched Tubby Smith. I didn't actually watch the game. I watched him coach. And that had a huge impact on me. And I fell in love with basketball watching that whole – his those three games where they were down double digits, um, and he just kept coaching them and kept working with them. For some reason, I just remember that. And it was a big influence on, like, me wanting to be a coach. I knew since I was in seventh grade, and I always tell everybody, like, I'm going to be a coach. And I was just watching him. Um, that team just winning here, it was exciting. And I just started playing basketball after that. Um, I wasn't even playing basketball when I was watching that. Um, I had just, like, barely started. Wasn't even on an AAU team or anything yet. Um, I think my seventh grade just had finally finished. But that was when, you know, you're just trying everything. Um, and so I just, I picked up an, on an AAU team and we all actually that whole middle school kind of joined one, one of the dads did it. And we all played together growing up for like three more years before we split apart, um, got to high school and I tried the volleyball thing for a year and um, ended up being on varsity, but I just let it go after that because I was like, no, I'm going to focus on basketball. Basketball is my passion. It was fun. Um, stuck with it, ended up getting a scholarship to Texas A&M International in Laredo, which was good. We, uh, me and my teammate, Jermina Tomlinson, we both graduated from Madison together and we both went to um, A&M International. We started that program over there uh, the very first year. Uh, that was exciting, great school, beautiful campus. Um, it gets a little bad rep every once in a while, but it's amazing if you actually go out there and check it. Um, it's in its own little area inside, outside of Laredo, so I really liked it. But, I mean, San Antonio my whole life. I love it here, homegrown. My whole family's here. When I'm talking about whole family, like everybody, cousins, aunts, uncles, everybody is here. So, yeah, that's me. It's a good support system. <laughs> so you, was it your first, you just went back, uh, Madison was your first uh, stop after? Uh, no, I actually started at St. Augustine Catholic School in Laredo, oh, yeah. Texas. Laredo, yeah. Played them a couple of times when I was at Poteet. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> but you, I mean, those roads are narrow. and I'm driving a bus. I mean, mm -hmm. through those streets. I'm like, 
my kids were like, Coach, where are we going? I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I just know we have a game. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the gym eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, no, I'm uh, actually uh, born and raised in Austin. Okay. But, uh, I've spent now longer here in San Antonio, so I guess it's basically my home. Uh, all my family lives in Austin. Uh, I have some distant relatives, and, I mean, immediate relatives in a sense, uh, in Lubbock. But for the most part, my immediate family, brothers and sisters, all live in Austin, north, south. East side. Um, what's it called? My parents live in Kyle, so family of five, and I'm the only one, the baby, that actually did any sports. And so it was more like either my brother did band, I did band for a little, and I sat out the window. And uh, it was just, you know, me being the more athletic of them all. Um, I don't really think my parents understood the concept of, you know, Back in that day, I mean, I'm probably not as a young puppy like Coach V, but here, uh, back in the day, I mean, uh, AAU was kind of there, but it was more like summer leagues were the big thing, you know? And in Austin, it was like, if you got to play at Rosewood Gym in the summer on the east side, um, then you were were legit. I mean, if you could hang with some of those teams up there, uh, then you were legit. So that's kind of uh, where I kind of developed that that wanting to to play. Uh, My high school teams, basketball were horrendous horrendous um but for me it was just I enjoyed playing it it was so um I always wanted to get better at it and um I just never had that opportunity volleyball actually was my my forte and so I I mean we would we won multiple district championships and so forth in volleyball so I was a multi-sport player but um had a few knee injuries in middle school I had one ACL had another one in high school my senior year so I was like you know just like coach from an early age, probably in maybe by ninth grade, I already knew I wanted to be a coach, wanted to be, you know, a teacher coach, you know, and that's just because I had a really good volleyball coach. And even though our basketball team was not good, uh, I really spent a lot of time with my basketball high school coach. You know, they were very influential in the classroom as well as just support, you know, the support I needed because they were around athletics, unlike my family, you know, so they understood kind of what I was going through. Um, when, left and just said, you know, I'll just go that path. I don't want to bother with anything. I went to A&M College Station, got away close enough, but close enough to visit. Uh, wasn't too, too far. And, you know, just kind of got exposed to, I think, a higher level of basketball because, I mean, they had some good club teams and, and intramural teams there to where I was exposed to a lot of the kids who were like elite athletes at their high schools. They just didn't want to go play basketball or they were you know, good, but I mean, they probably had even better girls on their team. So it was more like, uh, I just kind of want to do, be still competitive. So I, I think that's where my, my niche for even understanding basketball even more so became ingrained, you know, and wanting to, to get better, whether it was, uh, you know, I was still acting like as if I was going to, you know, place, I mean, play in a league, a professional league. I mean, it's just that mindset to where I wanted to learn the game. Um, and so, you know, I got out and I was like, you know, in my eyes, I, I met a lot of people who were from Trent, San Antonio. And, you know, they always said, you know, it was a really competitive area of, of the state, you know, basketball wise and coaching wise. So those were all where all my letters went. You know, I didn't even apply anywhere in Austin. I mean, I, I student taught back in Austin at my old high school. And I was like, mm, this is not going to happen. <laughs> no. So, I mean, I, I uh, got in at Harlandale, you know, my first uh, gig was at Harlandale Middle, supposedly, but um, luck of the draw, 
something happened and I got bumped up to the high school even before first day of school. And it was the two things that I wanted, basketball and volleyball. So I was with Roseanne, uh, Coach Martinez. Yep. Head coach, and I was her assistant, JV. And then uh, Sylvia was still there, um, the legend, volleyball legend. Uh, so I coached under her as uh, freshman uh, volleyball. So, you know, that's kind of where I got my, my start. I mean, I've kind of been around, but majority of my time has been in – the southern or the south part of, of San Antonio. And, you know, it's just um, those kids are just, I mean, they're just, they're just different, you know, and I, I mean, they're different and they're not a different in a bad way. They're just different because if they're hard, no, they bleed maroon and gold. I mean, they're just diehards. And then you go to the other side of the, the railroad tracks. <laughs> left there, went to Holmes for about seven years with Coach Camacho and worked under her and did her freshman Came back, thought, okay, I'm ready to be the head coach. So came back and go Cowboys. Well, Cowboys weren't, uh, you know, they weren't, they were the other sister school, you know. So, uh, but even them, I mean, it's, it's, you know, they bleed. I mean, everybody in there in that vicinity is just born and raised, you know, a Cowboy, you know, and it's, you know, they, they bleed the green and gold. So it was a different kind of bleed from the Husky green and gold. But, I mean, nonetheless, it was green and gold. But, um I enjoyed those three years there. You know, I still talk to some of those kids. Those kids are, you know, what, in their 30s, just turning 30s right now. So it's amazing how far they've come. But just some of the little things that, you know, we as coaches teach along the way, they, they still harbor some of those lovely uh, penalties or they harbor some of those good times for the most. Um, and then from there, I, I left and I went to Southside for seven. And uh, you see a diff another different type of culture out there. You know, that's just, I mean, I never knew people were Southside alumni. And then all of a sudden it's like, I mean, they're coming out of the woodworks everywhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh, where are these people coming from? So, you know, and once again, it's a little community, you know, and, and um, they'll come out in whole, I mean, in droves to, to, to these. And, you know, it's just a really good feeling when you, when you're in those communities and you're in your getting involved I mean I guess higher up in the years of, of coaching and you know you're learning and your teams are you know doing different things as you as you progress through the years and um, I'd see after that I went to Poteet for a couple and then that's when I was a good friend of mine coach Guerrero at at Cole she decided to step down and um, said come on in and take over the girls program here at uh, Cole High School so back to the city but it's uh, it's almost like it's your you're back to a little community within the community. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like you're you're a little bubble inside the huge uh, San Antonio Metroplex. You know, but uh, you know, and it's a different kind of kid. You know, you got military, you know, retired military kids, um, very um, hardworking. You know, and it's just um, a little different environment than probably what I've ever typically been in. You know, um, but I think it's all a learning curve. I mean, and and I think. One lesson that I took from one, it was a football coach at Art Harlan when I first started. And I was really eager just to, to get through the ranks and, you know, go be head coach. And um, he's like, you know, don't ever look upon it as, as something, of a bad thing when you actually have to move sometimes. Because sometimes you get too comfortable. Hmm. Don't ever grow, you know. And he's like, you know, you'll, you'll do your time here, you know, but don't ever think about, you know, fearing, oh, man, what is it going to look like if I leave? You know, what are they going to think? What are, you know, what are people going to think, you know, that I'm leaving and I'm just leaving them and letting them down? He's like, you can't really – you don't live – I mean, you want 
to be around for those kids, but ultimately, you know, you have to do what's best for you and whether it be your family or, you know, your, your career, you know, you have to go, you know, you have to be willing to step over and, you know, dive into whatever else you, you need to do. And I think, you know, all those moves that throughout my life have always come at, at certain points in my life, but I think they've all definitely either humbled me or made me a better coach and or teacher as well and a person with all those moves. I don't think at any point in time was I ever sitting there just kind of like, okay, well, I got to go to work today. Okay, well, it's never been like that. And even up to this day, it's still, I mean, I, I look forward to getting up and, and going to teach and coach and doing all the other things that I have to do at, at my job. So, well, you got a passion for it and it's not work. It's not hard work when you, when you enjoy what you do. Oh no, definitely not. No. Coach V, let's talk about your coaching journey. You know, you just got hired at Essential head coach. So first let's talk about the emotions behind that, the excitement, I'm sure. And then, and then we can talk about where you were previously leading up to it. Man, I am, uh, I'm super excited. It's a long time coming. You know, I've been an assistant for 10 years. Uh, it's, it was a little overwhelming because it was very hard to leave Madison, but I knew it was time. Um, I laugh and tell people, like, it's funny, I got a lot of congratulations, but I got a lot, way more about time, like about time, um, <laughs> text messages and stuff. So that was, it's cool. Um, very grateful for Suzette Ariola calling me up and, and she's said the same thing because I've known her for a few years, seen her around a lot of events and stuff. And she was like, look, it's time. Like you can't do any more there. You got to come. And so I'm very grateful that she gave me this opportunity. She's such an empowering person and it's been super motivating so far being over there. I've been on campus for about two weeks. Um, and everybody, we, I mean, I did got to see a little bit of their strength conditioning for that first week before it got shut down. And then this last week, I'm just kind of finally got keys. And so I'm just walking around, feeling it. Um, everybody over there is super nice. It's, it's a, it's a big campus, but it's home. It's home right there. It's family. Everybody knows each other and it's personable. And I'm, I think I'm really going to enjoy it because that's who I am. I'm all about family, um, pride, school pride, all that stuff. And being on that campus, I can feel it already just in these first two weeks. So I'm excited. I'm ready to meet more of my athletes. I've only met a couple so far. Um, talk to them a lot through, you know, Remind 101 and all that, but I'm ready to, to see them. So I'm patiently waiting um, to get going. It'll be, it'll be interesting though. I'm excited. Well, congratulations. I'm excited for you. Yeah. I thought you'd been hired like before the end of the year, but like you literally just got the keys. <laughs> I got hired July, the week of July 4th. And then yeah, so it's been it's been it's been a little journey this last month of July. So uh, lots of overwhelming goodbye to my Madison kids and my Madison family. Um, I mean, I have my best friends are at Madison coaching wise and trying to meet all these other new people. So, but it's been it's been awesome, huge blessing, very excited for it. So that's great. Talk about uh, I guess so. You spent ten years in Madison and and you graduated from Madison. And, I and, did. And so, then, uh, uh, go ahead. And so I was going to say you played for the coach that, that coached you, and, you, and then you coached under under her. So what was that like, you know, having that relationship? Yeah, I play uh, – Coach Tracy Hastings is the head coach there. She's going into her 26th year there. Um, I graduated in 2003. She was my coach for all four years. We were – we had a great team. Um, we were very successful back then. Um you know, and she, I went away, went to college, 
got my first coaching job at St. Augustine in Laredo, Texas, and I was kind of doing the alternative certification thing while I was there. And she called me up halfway through the year and was like, hey, I'm going to need an assistant. And um, once you get your certification, call me. And, you know, I was just about finishing it up, and I was like, I'll be ready. And so she hired me on. I've been working under her for the last 10 years, since 2010. It's been awesome. She's really let me, I'm a strong person. I'm very vocal, which gets me in trouble sometimes. Um, but she, she let me grow. We are completely two different people, um, you know, in all aspects of everything, coaching wise, in person, all that stuff. But she really let me grow. She gave me a lot of duties. Um, just, I mean, grow is the one thing that comes to mind for me. And she really took me under her wing, mentored me. Uh, with all things basketball and not just basketball, but just respect and stuff like that. Um, and so I'm very grateful for her. It, it was fun. Um, you know, I never thought I would have left there. She just allowed me to grow and take over some duties. Um, she let me be in every meeting. Um, I mean, she let me be her little sidekick for everything. Um, she taught me a lot and I was very grateful to her. Um, I planned on waiting her out. Um, but she still got, she, she, uh, told me she, has, <laughs> she has a few more years in her. So I knew I had to step out, um, and do my own thing. Now it was time. Um, I mean, I, I love being an assistant though, because I love doing multiple sports. I've done volleyball. I've done, um, I ran the strength conditioning at Madison for the last five years. I was just got into track the last three years. I did softball for seven years. I love doing it all. I think that's, part of like being a PE teacher like you just want to be active and involved in everything so I really enjoyed being an assistant like I really did and I would I'm very grateful for all 10 years like I never even tried to go be a head coach anywhere else until just in these last few years um because I just love it I love being around different kids I love learning from different athletes what type of athletes they, they're they're doing um type of things they're doing and so I was okay with being an assistant for a long time, but you know, everyone kept pushing me, nope, it's time for you to go. Like you got to go do your own thing. So, um, but coach Aces was great. Uh, I also uh, coach Shannon Wolf, head volleyball coach over there. She has been my mentor in all aspects of life. She is amazing. We went into Madison together 10 years ago. She came from Floresville um, and we just built a huge connection. And so, I mean, you're talking about, and then Coach Summers, Coach Quentin Summers, who's Baylor track and field All-American. He's at Madison now for the last three years. We've, we're a little group over there, um, just growing, helping each other out, teaching each other other things. I've learned more about track in the last three years, and I'm learning how to take it over into basketball, which is cool. Lots of recovery things that you can really work with your athletes, working on speed and stuff. But, um I mean, my journey at Madison has been awesome. Like, I really, really love it. Obviously, being from there, I had a lot of pride in it. And so it was very hard to leave. But I am so excited to be at East Central because I feel like I just went from one family to another. So I don't think I'll miss a beat. I already feel super comfortable with them. And so I'm excited. But that's my little journey. Not much to it. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. And uh, you, probably have, you, you probably have a blue and uh, orange shirt underneath that black shirt. I don't know. <laughs> I kept a few. <laughs> I gave them like five trash bags worth of clothes <laughs> that I had to take back, but I, bet. Um, I kept quite a bit. There's still some. <laughs> Coach Sulaika, talk about a few um, coaches that, that have inspired you, that you look up to, or that have mentored you along your journey. 
Um, I'd say that, uh, well, I mean, I've worked with a couple of pretty prominent ones. I mean, yeah. in the volleyball aspect, of course, I started with Sylvia and Roseanne, who are, you know, now, uh, one's retired, and of course, now one's AD over there in McCullum, but, you know, has put in quite a few years herself. Um, you know, and it's just, uh, when I got with Coach Camacho, I mean, that was a, I, I pretty much could have had the head job at you know, basketball, but in my eyes, after three years, I was like, I don't think I'm ready. Uh -uh, that's okay. So I, I was like, let me go really experience, you know, um, what it is to work with a bigger district, you know, a bigger district, maybe that is a little bit more inclined basketball wise, you know, or is a basketball dominant in a sense. So um, I, I think I, I'm really grateful for what she allowed me to do. Like you said, she, uh, Coach Hastings did for you. She allowed me to grow gave me the keys basically to the car and said, run with the basketball, run with the freshman team, you know, do whatever you got to do. And, and I did it, you know, and, and along the way, of course, you know, they're going to pull the reins back. They're going to, you know, allow you to, uh, to tweak some things, but as long as basically you're doing things that are not only, um, I guess, benefiting them the next year from them having to possibly skip the JV squad and go directly to the varsity team. I mean, then in my eyes, I mean, I'm doing something great, you know, because, I mean, otherwise they would have gone immediately up to varsity or JV before they, uh, when they got there. Um, so I think, you know, she allowed me to do that and she allowed me to play around and tinker. She also allowed me to come into the practices and play, you know, at that time I was still young enough to jump in and you know, put a penny on and, you know, do the drills or, you know, um, play open with, with the kids towards the end of it, you know? And so I think those years are really, um, crucial because that allowed me to actually um, understand the game a lot more with what was going on in the time. You know, um, there wasn't as much, you know, five out, well, you know, let's, you know, do, you know, <laughs> um, just free in a sense. It, it was more, a little bit more structured, you know, and so that's kind of where I developed my own offensive mindset is kind of like either you run some set plays, you know, you, you run in transition, but it's, it wasn't as super fast probably as it is now in my eyes, you know. Um, so over the years, you know, I've had to progressively get away from that, you know, depending on the groups that I've had and their abilities. Um, I'd say other than that, you know, I, I have a real big network of coaches, you know, and I like to always do chalk talks, you know. So I didn't ever work with Coach Guerrero, who is the AD now at, at uh, Cole and who was the girls' basketball coach. But I'd call her up on the way to work and I'd say, okay, well, how'd your game go? You know, what, what happened? You know, it was Chalk Talk this morning. So on my drives to, you know, Southside or Holmes or wherever, you know, it's like 20 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, I'd get in a couple of things. Um, that was really crucial for me because I at least got to vent and or learn what else is going on in, in possibly around, around the city. And then uh, Coach Zabata, you know, uh, Memorial and Coach Corrales at Judson, you know, we gather or, you know, we may do you know have a similar problem I mean, just last year I went to coach Corrales and said, hey I, I, I need some I'm thinking about putting this uh read and react or the dribble drive you know what do you got and so I mean she's like she says in, in her talks I mean she's willing to I mean meet open up so I just shot over there early in the morning sat down you know kind of discussed some things and you know picked her brain a little about it because um you know it's not for everybody I mean it's not gonna happen for all teams, you know, but at least if I could start, you know, getting my kids to the level to where I could implement it, then that would be fine. So she allowed me to kind of see, kind of,
kind of some things that she she did initially with it and where she's kind of tweaked it and you know shifted over more maybe more to the dribble drive versus the read and react yeah. um and then coach Zapata, you know we we've worked and i've known her for forever at memorial and she was at burbank when in harlando when i first got started so we've progressively grown together in, in the coaching ranks and so you know we vent or we share or we you know share uh you know tips or whatever so i mean i think those uh pretty much are, are some of the the main ones that you know i i can go to if i have problems and i think that's a uh, problems are in or just you know want to shoot the x's or just kind of see what's out there where they've been or what what has you know gone on lately you know and i, I try to Try to tell all of my assistants. I mean, and I've worked at smaller schools, so I haven't had a slew of three or four assistants that I have. But you know, the one or two that I get at the smaller schools, you know, I'm just I stress to them. You know, you have to you have to network. You have to get out there, and um, you know, don't feel shy about you know sharing or you know picking something. I mean, everybody's shared and everybody's taken. So I mean, it's all for grabs. You know, it's just a matter of what you do with it and how you utilize it for your group. You know, and it may work for you, it may not, but um, you know, and that goes with strength conditioning stuff. You know, that goes with, you know, um, any, any sort of off-season, in-season stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an open book. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, write down just like, I mean, I'm, every time I'm talking to somebody, I'm already thinking, what can I get? What little nugget can I take? And I've already taken the time-lapse thing today. So, I mean, it's just that for me is, is, is how I always continue to grow. And yeah. I think it's really important and it's just um, – I think it's an aspect that, you know, as, as a head coach, you always have to try and get that in, into your assistants and anybody even lower in your middle school coaches, you know, mm-hmm. just continue to grow. I mean, if you don't want to be a head coach, that's okay. But whatever you do, do it and do it well, you know, do it to the full extent that you're able to and don't stay stagnant because these kids are, I mean, technology wise, everything else wise, you know, they're growing, they're just out there. So you have to find a way to reach them. And I mean, that's just, for me, that's the big. Well, don't be surprised when I drop in soon. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean, and, and I, I, I always like. I mean, for me, when I tell my assistants or anybody, if you want to give me an idea, if you say, "Well, how about this?" My next question is, "Well, how do you want me to change that?" So I'm always asking. Yeah, I don't mind changing it, but give me an idea. Don't just say, "Oh, I think maybe we could, maybe let's get some more rebounding." Okay. Well, give me the idea. What is it that you think? You know, so I'm always trying to pull more out of them or even trying to get them to, to understand. It's just not about a thought process. I mean, okay, but you still have to kind of back it up with a little bit more. And as, yeah. a, as a head coach, you're going to have to do it, you know, if, if that's where you want to get to, because you're going to have to explain it to those assistants who may not understand it. And, you know, it's kind of, um, if I can help them get to that point, then if they ever want to become a head coach or, you know, just become a better assistant or a coach in, in itself. And I mean, that's what mm-hmm. I try to do. So That's good stuff. That's how we grow. And, and everybody that we come into contact with has something to offer that we can learn that we can learn from. And, and it's also important to have those people you can lean on your mentors or your friends. And, you know, because what we do can be stressful at times and, you know, you got to have someone you know, to, to go to. So it's, I think that's really important that you touch on that good stuff. So I do a lot of stealing also, and this is funny because Marcus, I didn't know I didn't know you were the coach at McCullum. I just followed McCullum on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. And so you do your alumni game. Yep. Right. Yeah. Your alumni game's huge. Well, I stole that. Madison, we actually did our first one last year. Nice. Um, 
And I got that from McCollum, and I didn't even know that was you. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I appreciate but I did it. steal it from you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whoever wants to take it can take it. You know, it's a good thing. <laughs> How do y'all run that, Marcus? Because I know the girls do it, and a lot of my ex-athletes over there. Uh, but is it per year? Is yeah. it a certain year that has to get together with each other, or you mix? Well, they mix well, for the boys, it's a little different than the girls because of the number of participants, and so we would like more participation from the girls' side, and it's getting better. Um, mm. So for the girls, the rules are a little different, so they're allowed to, to make more teams. You know, for the guys, Thanks. yeah, for the guys, you know, you graduate. I graduated in 02, so we can go a couple years up, a couple years down to make your team. So if you graduated in 05, a couple years up, a couple years down. But you got to stay in that little bubble. You know, for the girls, uh, we kind of just, just let them grab whoever they want to play with, so that way they, they have more freedom to make teams. Because there's only a, a handful of, of, of girls' teams that, that join. And, um, yeah. and so – once, you know, I think now that it's – this is our ninth year. We didn't get to have it this year. Um, but once yeah. we're able to get these graduating classes more involved, mm-hmm. so the girls' numbers yeah. will grow in. So then we can start, you know, putting the limitations on who they're playing with and whatnot. So, but, uh, yeah, so you play it by year, and it's in it's a tournament format, and we just raise a bunch of money. I think last year we gave, like, ten grand to graduating seniors uh, in scholarship money. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Is it do y'all do y'all combine it with Harlando? Is it a Harlando McCullum alumni game? They have their own. We have our own. Uh-huh. So then, so then we get really competitive, and it's like, okay, after our tournament, you take your top four teams. McCullum will take their top four teams, and we'll have another tournament. And then, <laughs> and then whatever money we make, we just split down the middle. Okay, you take that half. Oh, okay. And then we'll add it to our our whole sum. Uh, but that's that Harlando McCullum rivalry. Even though we're in our thirties, twenties, forties, still there. So. No. Oh yeah. yeah so it, yeah. Now you're talking about to about a bunch of grown men uh, beating each other <laughs> up in, in a basketball game. It's fun. <laughs> but the whole community gets involved, right? And so I, I'm I'm glad you're able to do something like that at Madison, Coach. It was fun. Yeah. We had so many people turn out. Um, we kind of did it like that. We we waited to see how many were going to sign up per graduating class. And then once they were set, we kind of mixed them. We did every other year joined on one team, and then. The rest of them joined on the other. Um, but, again, just depending on how many signed up for that class. But we made sure they got to play with their graduating class, and I got to play. So that was fun. And the our current players got to come watch me play um, and all of that. Like, it was just became a huge event and lots of family in the stands. So it was a lot of fun. A lot it's fun. fun. And, like, before I became the head coach of McCullum, I had, we had already started it. So I was already yeah. – we were already doing it. So then when I got to McCullum – uh six years ago uh i make all my kids work it now y'all y'all are gonna work this yeah. you're gonna you're gonna help run the score tables and volunteer yeah but when also, y'all have it when it's in july yeah. of the summer oh okay yeah when so, did y'all have yours coach b we had ours um at the beginning of june i believe okay so it's a summer like a summer mm-hmm. or midsummer. And, we did a little survey cool. we did a survey and asked them did you do you want to do it at the beginning of basketball season or the summer, and a lot of people said summer because of jobs and stuff. So it was yeah. good. Yeah, people have more freedom to to come come into town if they don't live here and, and things of yeah. that. Yeah, I think that would be the. I think like my assistant is always one that well, let's do an alumni. This I'm like, I mean, a lot of those kids that went to Cole. I mean, they don't even live in the state. I mean, they're like yeah. out of state. I mean, it, this would have to definitely be. Uh, they'd probably have to get their weekend vacation time set early on so uh 
but yeah, I think that's still something that could possibly happen. I just think, I mean, ooh. you know, I think Never something know. like Never that know. for y'all, yeah. for you, for you, for your situation. I mean, you'd have to set it really early and, and, and in regards to give people enough time to, I mean, yeah, uh, set, to it. set their flights and, and make the way back to Texas. It's <laughs> tough. Y'all, y'all are in a way different situation. You know, and you know, oh, no, I know, I know. in our community, most of our people, they're, they're still close by, you know, for the most part. And so, oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I get those like, uh, like, yeah, my ex players, like Amanda Guerra and uh, yep. Yep. the sisters, there was like three of them, the God, Jasmine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnson. Uh, oh. Yeah, and it's like, um, yeah, she's something else back in then. But I mean, yeah, they all they send a picture of me i'm like oh my god you guys what are you gonna do y'all are like weekend warriors y'all gonna hurt yourself <laughs> you no know, it, it's grown so like at first it was just a little small tournament but now people i mean they go out and they get the whole uniform set and then they'll have two different colors that they wear and then and they're it's it's a big thing you know it's fun you know and but i'm glad it's turned into that because it, it helps raise more money now that it's that it's this thing and and then we'll have a and three y'all, point. Go, y'all, y'all raise money for the seniors, or is it what is it? Is it a yeah? So we have like our own scholarship thing. They the, the seniors have an application. They got to fill it out, you know, write an essay, you know, and then uh, okay. And they pick winners, and we have a little committee that picks the winners for the scholarship and the uh, you know senior awards night that we have in McCollum. Uh, yeah. Presented uh, with all the other scholarships and stuff. Oh, okay. Pretty neat little thing. Yeah, Coach V, did y'all was it a fundraiser for y'all for basketball, or was it just a um, no, we kind of just, it was our first time. So we were still trying to test it out. Uh, we didn't charge that much. And then we gave t-shirts and stuff since it was the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, we, had, I don't, I don't know if we made any money. If we did, it was just like a hundred dollars, but we, we did a little photo booth for them. And it's like, so that it was, was yeah, it was more just to see how it go. And I was excited. More girls turned up than we thought. So it was cool. And they were very disappointed that we couldn't have it this year. So but I'm sure she'll bring back. I'm going to make Coach AC do it again. It's fun, and it's fun for the kids that are there now to see that pride and and the sense of community. And so that's why I make them go. I make them – I don't make them go because I need workers. No, we have volunteers, but I make them go just to be around other people that were in their (laughs) shoes. You know, they they, they all – most of these people played basketball, you know, for McCullum on the boys' and the girls' side. And so – yeah. You know, well, it was funny at first we didn't have a girl side because we didn't have enough uh, participants. So Viv, Tiff, and Viv, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they uh, they just played on the boys side. You know, they they got picked up on the squad and there. I mean, those girls can hoop. So, you know, they oh were, yeah, they they'll probably they were probably uh, winding getting some boys winded a little. <laughs> oh, they're getting buckets. They're getting buckets, and so yeah, uh, it wasn't really fair when they went over to the girls side of the tournament. They're they're just you know dominating. They were sandbagging. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I saw Becky Hammond. She uh, she she served as a, as a head coach last night for the Spurs. I thought that was pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. Oh, did she? Oh, wow! Pretty powerful to see. I thought no. Um, I don't know if you guys if y'all saw that or not. I did. No, is, is that the beginning of the- Yeah, was she in the bubble? I mean, like she because yeah. Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pop was there, but but she oh. was the head coach. Pop just sat in the back and he just sat there and she ran the show. She, she I mean, she was. Oh wow. Timmy wasn't there? Was Timmy, Timmy, Timmy wasn't there. Oh, wow. Cool deal. That's awesome. I thought that was neat. I didn't catch that. Haven't caught my uh, ESPN uh, highlights yet. Highlights yet. <laughs> 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 
What um what are some of y'all's favorite uh basketball memories, either as a player or as a coach? You can go because I, I already told you my high school team sucked. So there's no <laughs> school. <laughs> so if you have a high school uh highlight coach, go ahead. <laughs> oh no. Uh so if anybody knows me, like they know I'm all about memories, I'm all about pride. So like I have so many memories, so many scrapbooks. Uh and so this was very hard to pick for you. I knew this question was coming up, but as far as um, like favorite basketball moments, I have two of them. One of them is um, in 2015 in a district game. It was when we were we were pretty good back then, and Johnson was really good back then. Um, we went double overtime with them, and one of our players, Ayana Bardwell, um, she got an assist from Lexi Rich at the end of the first OT. And she hit a three to send it into that second one. And our gym erupted. I mean, we were at Blossom then. And, I mean, you, it's hard to fill Blossom. So, But we had a good crowd for that game. And we had never beat Johnson before. So people were really like, oh, y'all can do it. We didn't win this game, though. But it was a dope overtime. So it was pretty cool. But she hit that shot. And I still have it on video. It comes back on my Facebook memories. Um, and it was probably the best moment because they were so excited they kept fighting like we were not supposed to win that game at all but we just instill it in those kids like we can do anything you can do anything and that group was just special um i still have their picture up on my desk wherever i go um but that game that group of girls um lexi rich was on there she ended up giving ayana the assist um and then there's a couple of other girls that I still keep in touch with. I mean, we're always texting. They're they're graduating this past year. Um, that moment is like something I'll never forget. It was it was pretty exciting as a coach to see all that. As a player, oh, there's a lot. Um, but the <laughs> biggest one for me, and this kind of helped on my coaching journey also, is from my group of friends. We all made varsity our sophomore year. We sucked. We were awful. I think we won six games. Um, it was a frustrating season, but then we just kept playing together. We kept doing things together, AAU, all that stuff, working out. And our junior year, we actually were, was number one in the city, and we only lost two games in district, I think. And Coach Hastings got Coach of the Year that year. Um, her first one, we won district. It was the article that they did on her when she won that one of the things I still have it, it's in a scrapbook somewhere was that she quoted us like she said that you cannot get the balls out fast enough for those kids. And that is who we were. We were hardworking. We were out there. Um, she had to kick us out of the gym. We were always wanting to shoot. We were waiting at the door, ready to get in. We would get mad at her that the balls weren't out yet. Uh, she let us be us back then. And, we, I mean, we're talking about to be good, you got to go through some stuff. And not, like, we fought, we not like fight, fight, but you know what? Practice was rough. Um, and back then you could do that and not get into too much trouble. But our group, my group of friends, I mean, when you're there around each other all the time, we went through practice. We practiced hard. I'm sure some of our other teammates, the younger ones probably hated us back then, but I think they know now once we won those district championships and then our senior year, we went undefeated district championships. And that's when we were playing against Judson. Um, and we were number one in the city. We don't ask about playoffs. Playoffs was bad. But we were number one in the city back then. But going through that as a team and Coach Hastings winning Coach of the Year back then, 
Like, I just remember that it, it was, it impacted me. Cause like when you become a team, when you and your friends all come together to work for that common goal, to work hard, to do what you have to do to get there. That, I mean, that is, I always talk about that memory. It's huge for us. Um, we, I mean, t- when I tell you we sucked our sophomore year, it, we were awful. I mean, we were getting blown out awful. So when, when she won that coach of the year, I was like, you deserve that because you, you like kept us together. You kept motivating us and she let us be us. And so I am always grateful for that. And I just, that stays with me all the time as a player. That's a big thing. That's a big thing because um, that's really hard to develop. And I think over the years, and I don't know if it's just the generations that we're in or it's just the, the, um, the involvement of how maybe the culture is with AU and high school basketball. I mean, because I could say that's, that, that building of the culture is, is probably right now sometimes the hardest. The X knows and, and getting the girls to, to buy in and doing the drills and staying with it. You know, depending on if you're a big basketball school or volleyball, sometimes that's going to be, I guess, a a struggle at times, you know, to to come to your program. But, you know, for them to not get so hurt with the social media, so hurt because um, they just don't want to hang out with me or, you know, oh, I don't want them to be mad at me or, you know, I don't want to get that dirty look or, you know. So, I mean, my assistant's probably – Probably about what year did you graduate, Coach? Two thousand three. From high school. Mm-hmm. So I think she graduated two thousand six from high school. Okay, maybe. So, but she was in those groups, like you're saying, like they could pound on each other, they could, yeah. you know, stuff to each other, but still be friends at the end, you know. Yeah. Now. No, <laughs> it's so hard. Then it's like you have to have a, a coming to Jesus talk, like mm-hmm. wrong, what happened, you know, like girl trauma. Girl, I mean, and it, it could go on, or they don't say anything. So you really don't know because they're so good at just doing it all via text. Mm-hmm. You don't know that that's happening until somebody's crying and, you know, probably in the office, or yeah. then, uh, then you get an attitude on the floor and you're like, well, what's going on? Why are we all so feisty today? What's going on? Oh, there <laughs> doesn't happen all the time. But, you know, it's just, it depends on the groups, you know, and I think that's, that's my biggest thing right now is to build that relationship with the kids that I have, you know, and from time to time I lose kids. I mean, and I'm like most of you guys, I mean, and that's something I knew going in, you know, you're going to lose some kids. Uh, you may have them a couple years, three years. They may be gone their senior year or you may get one coming in their senior year, but you know, how do those kids come in mesh with the ones who've been there two or three years, you know, and they're, they're put in positions where they're on the court, you know, because, I mean, that, those are your numbers. I mean, you have I mean, you need bodies, and they're able to. So it's almost like they're able to, but yet they don't have that connection. You know, and that's always an ongoing process. And, you know, I, I think for me, it's um, – that's, that's kind of what I look at teams. You know, how well are they meshing? What is it that those coaches are able to do that I can pull or I can, you know, try and, and get, you know, whether it be just – shooting a, a Twitter out to them, you know, and, or shooting a, telling them, you know, share something on Snapchat with each other, whatever, because it, those little things are important to them. They weren't to me in my generation and they weren't to me when I first had those kids early on in, in, in my coaching uh, career. Um, so I think 
that's why I, I guess some of the other, my fondest memories right now, or the ones that stick in my head are those kids who I knew it wasn't about being on the phone all the time. It wasn't about, it was those kids who wanted to be in the gym. Those kids you could see from their freshman year to their senior year as a group and as a connected group, they, they just grew so much. And I didn't have to win. It didn't have to end for me in a district championship. It could have been like, I, one of my fondest memories is a Southside Harlandale uh, all out get out battle. Uh, we were at Harlandale and, I mean, it was packed. I think this was a deciding game for uh, maybe to clinch a spot. I don't even know. I mean, in, in my eyes, it was just a big game. Um, and they were like, it was, I think it was maybe, oh, probably the last six seconds left on the clock. We called a timeout. We said we're going to run this inbounds play. Um, we, we needed a bucket. We needed a, a bucket to, to at least go up by one. And the most unlikely person probably that – was supposed to shoot, ended up shooting it because it was, uh, it pulled the, the defense one way and she snuck in on the backside, just easy pass in the goal. And it was like, I mean, you would have thought we won district. You would have thought we won the state championship. I mean, because in Harlan now, it's the great atmosphere. I mean, yeah. standing, I mean, everybody was just screaming and hollering. And I mean, it was, I mean, that is what it's all about. Just, you know, executing something really small, making a simple little layup, you know, nothing fancy and to get a win, you know? Um, and so for me, that, that sticks in my head as, as, you know, one of those big moments for that, that it was a senior group that I had at Southside. Um, it, and it was just, you know, those things you tend to, to continue coaching for, you know? And um, I mean, I've had multiple ones at, at Cole or even at Poteet. It's just, you know, they're different groups, and um, there's so many. I mean, I, I don't know if my, my memory's lapsing. I have no idea, but <laughs> I can't remember specific ones because there's so many, and it's like, for me, I'm very simple, very old school. You know, for me, I get excited for if one of my posts doesn't up and under. <laughs> Amen, hallelujah, it's finally happening. I don't even care if we won by 20. The point is, we're able to do an up and under, and amen to that. Or you were able to execute – Simple transition. Can you see what we did in practice? It was there. Look at that. It's beautiful. But coach, you know, we won by, yes, I know. Yes, yes, yes. I know. that. But <laughs> just let me take you back to this point, you know? So I think for me that those are the more exciting things, you know, I mean, I think, you know, winning district and second place, those are all fantastic, you know, but sometimes that's not even what they come back for when they, mm -hmm. say, do you remember this? You remember, they remember the pun the penalties and they remember, you know, maybe some, you know, off the wall thing that, you know, happen in the game, you know, and it's, uh, so those are the funny things that you know, I call I, those the culture moments. They come back for the culture moments. Um, yeah. and I'm big on, I'm big on that. Huge. Yeah. And those are the, and like you said, I mean, we could coaching wise, we, we could go at them a little harder. I mean, <laughs> if my, if I'm probably, if some of those kids from McCollum and Southside and, uh, Holmes, all those came back to one of my practice today. They probably thinking I, I was taking some sort of Valium or something that, you know, <laughs> on a chill mode. I don't know, but you know, you just have to, it's a totally different uh, generation. I mean, you can go hard on them. I'm not saying to, you can't go hard on them, but it, there's a lot more involved in mm -hmm. relationship. You know? and it's not, I'm saying it's a bad thing, but I just don't think when I first started coaching, that was the, the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that wasn't probably the top five items that you needed to really focus on when you when you started your practice. Let me just say so. Yeah.
I think times have changed. For sure. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, best basketball movie of all time. In your opinion, the best. You pick one. Y'all are going to laugh at me, but Love and Basketball, of course, is mine. Uh, this is, y'all have to know me back then in high school. I was that girl that ball around with her. I did not eat lunch in the cafeteria real quick, and I went in the gym with the boys. Like, I am that girl. My cue, my best friend right now, he calls me Miss Falding. That's my name because I'm always with a ball. There's a ball coming with me in my backpack, in the trunk of my car. Like, but that was me in high school. It was, it was next to me in my desk. So that movie, <laughs> um, every once in a while, I'll reference it in practice, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. But some of them do, some of them don't. But loving basketball by far. But just how she always just wanted to be in basketball, and basketball was her passion, you know, all that stuff. So that's my favorite. I'm girly like that, though. <laughs> gotcha. That's, I mind who's movie. Mine's Hoosiers. Hoosiers? Oh, yeah. I, I and I don't watch movies. Typically, when I watch a movie one time, that's it. I don't, I'm not the repeat. Let me watch it just to spend some time in front of the TV now. It's by far yeah. times that I'll go back to watch a movie. But I could say that I watched that in Coach Carter. Yeah. Coach Carter. Yeah. yeah. So, um, never gets old. Never get old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And those are things that, you know, some of the kids even now um, have never heard of, you know, they, and they're like, what? What are you talking about? I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, where have you guys been? I mean, you call yourself basketball gurus and y'all don't even know the, all the, the legends. They, they have to have at least exactly. seen Hoosiers, but I can guarantee most of our athletes have never seen Hoosiers, let alone. Oh, maybe, probably not. Yeah. I'm, we're lucky yeah, um, to heard of it. <laughs> we make them so when we go on road trips like we went uh, if we go down to Laredo or we have to drive somewhere and we're on the, the big buses uh, they always ask what movie are you bringing oh y'all wait and see so and we did Coach Carter uh, I make them watch those movies yeah, yeah and, then, and then they're they're hooked you know then they're like, oh, it's, not, it's not that cheesy I thought it was gonna be a cheesy one I'm like no there's a lot of points in there did you get them Remember the Titans? Always put Remember the yeah. Titans oh, in there. Yeah. Like, even though it's not a basketball one, I make them watch that one. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Yeah, Rudy was another one. Rudy, they oh, had to watch. They hate when I bring Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when they, before they see it. Oh, we are Marshall's good. Yeah, I always I always bring Rudy on the first road trip, and most of them have never seen it, and they're like, oh, what are we watching? But by the end, of course, you know, everybody's rooting for him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, before we call this on a day, talk about a, uh, some impactful moments in your career where you realize, you know, what we do is more – it goes beyond the coach in the game of basketball. Go ahead, Coach. Um, I think uh, what we're in right now, um, because there have been a few times when – like when we were in our – I mean, because like I said, we had the block scheduling for our, our athletics, and so we would all meet one day and then we'd meet with our groups – off-season the next and so um I think it was real it was real important that I I allow them to stop and, and linger and allow them to share whatever they're sharing and going through you know and and you know I, I'm I'm old school like I've said I'm old school and, and um I'm not saying I grew up in a you know bed of roses you know I had my own trials and tribulations growing up but for whatever reason, um, I was able to still 
push through. I didn't, it didn't linger. Things like that didn't linger. And I always wanted to come to school and that was my out, you know, being around my coaches, doing my thing at school was my outlet. Um, but our generation, this generation is different and they need to, they want you to sit and at least allow them to get it off their chest sometimes. And I think a big thing for me is I allowed them to, to do that or give, gave them a little forum to do it and not feel like, you know, it was a bad thing, you know, and, 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 or, you know, it's okay to feel like you don't want to do any basketball. It's okay that you don't want to feel like, you know, getting up sometimes, but in addition to that, it allowed me to listen, but yet give them that feedback and saying, you know, it's, this isn't how it's going to be the rest of your life, you know, but it is what it is now. And so we've got to be able to push through it and you've got to be able to do some things to better yourself and grow with it and learn from it. You know, you can't allow this to just define you in a sense, you know, this is not, I mean, if you get to have a basketball senior year, you get to have one, but if you don't, you don't, but what are you going to do with the time that you do have, you know? Um, and for a lot of, a lot of them, I think sometimes they just needed that clarification that you were okay, that they weren't okay. You know, uh, they wanted to know that, Coach, you know, I just, I'm not, I'm not able to get up or I'm just not, you know, I'm not feeling it. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, maybe today you're not, let's try tomorrow or, you know, you know, let's give it to the end of the week or what are you doing? You know, kind of having those one-on-ones, even though you're not able to get them in the office, yeah. I think for me allowed, it, it opened up to the fact that, you know, they're not me. I mean, like I've been able to, I mean, I, I'm not saying that I'm sitting here down and out. I've found things to do because that's in my nature. You know, I think it's really hard for some of these kids to do that because they don't, that's not who they are. They're more um, on, on chat or they're more maybe interactive at times, but it's, it's, they have to be, they have to have things. They have to have, you know, an out of other ways and other means. And um, some of them aren't getting by, you know, they're not able to get by well. So I think for me, um, during this time, it's allowed me to to actually interact with them, you know, in kind of uh, in a different way and still be able to be there for them and, and have them understand that, you know, whether it's a, a screen, I mean, I'm still physically here, you know, or a phone call away or, you know, a Google Meet away, you know, that's the new norm. You know, you may not be able to pop into my office today, but, you know, and have a little sit down but I'm always still here just in a different manner. You know? So I think that's been a, a real kind of eye opener. You know? So it's interesting. You say that too, about them lingering after y'all have those like meetings and stuff. So I know I noticed the same thing, you know, we'll, we'll have a, a zoom with the, with the team. And, and uh, once we're done talking about what we're talking about, they don't, they don't want to hang up. They just want to yeah. stay on and, and just talk with each other and, and, and laugh and make fun and just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just be kids. And, and you know, they're not getting that. Yeah. Most of them are stuck at home. So it's interesting you say that. Yeah. Coach V? Uh, so mine are a little – mine are all over the place. But um, I've had a lot. Um, I mean, I'm a big discipline person. And so a lot of my coaching comes along with discipline. I always have to tell the kids discipline doesn't mean – is I'm going to teach you how to be on time, respect people's time. I'm going to teach you to do what's right, all that stuff. So I'm pretty hard on the kids. Uh, you know, Coach Hastings and I, we got to do good cop, bad cop. And so I'm usually always the bad cop. Uh, I've been in ISS 
the last four years. So that kind of is right up my alley uh, with just the way I talk, the way I do things. So, um, so you know, every once in a while you get some kids that they don't appreciate it at the moment. Um, they don't always like it. They don't like all the extra conditioning or they don't like the, the ear talks and, you know, in the corner and stuff like that. Um, and so I have a few moments that come back. One of them is one of our girls who graduated a long time ago. She just graduated as a Texas game warden. Um, but she called me up. Yeah. She called me up last year, a little bit before. And she was like, coach, I need to work out. I have to pass this physical test. Like I need you. And you know, she's 20 something years old and she was like, please let me come work out with you. And so we worked out for a while together and she was just like, I need you to motivate to motivate me. I need you right there yelling at me because I know you will. And so that was important for me because I'm always pushing them. Like if you want something, you got to go do it for yourself. You can't expect somebody else to go do it for you. You can't expect to be given to you. You got to go work for it. And so, but her telling me like, I need you to start yelling at me again. Like I miss it. Like I need it. Like that was, that was huge. Um, and then, man, a lot of mine are fresh. I get a little emotional still. Cause you know, leaving Madison after 10 years and just being there, like the kids threw a, threw me a teacher appreciation parade. Uh, I've never gotten any type of teacher appreciate, uh, teacher appreciation gift. Like, you know, you're in high school. I teach PE, I teach ISS. Those kids ain't giving you anything. So the basketball <laughs> girls actually threw me and coach Wolf one, a uh, complete surprise. Um, and in there, I got a couple of cards that were happy mother's day cards and I'm not a mother. So like for me, one of them that her mom wrote it too, like, thank you for being her mother at school. Like you have impacted her life. And this, I mean, at this time, they just think like, coach, I'm going to see you when we come back or, you know, all that stuff. And then it never happened. So that was important for me. Uh, I appreciated that so much. Like I cried for like an hour after they had left because you just, and reading their cards, you, the things that they write are just so powerful to you. Like coming from kids, because kids don't express their feelings yeah. as much. So when they actually like let it out, you're like, wow, like, you know, it's appreciated. Yeah. Um, so that was a big deal. But then my last one, and this one, this one's, this one's fresh. So it gets me, I'm gonna try to get it out. But one of our sophomores who was on my JV team this year, um, man, she had a rough freshman year last year. She did not make it through. Um, and, you know, one of our deals, she was on JV as a freshman, but she just did not make it through, had to let her go. She came back at the end of, uh, the, end of the school year. I was like, coach, if I get it together, can y'all let me back try out? And we were like, yes, like, you know, pass your classes, make sure you're going to class, no fights, like all that stuff. And so she made it through her sophomore year and we got her back on that team. Well, with the day she missed the Zoom, the day that um, I announced it, that I was leaving and she... She texted me later, or I texted her. I was like, hey, you missed the Zoom. And she didn't respond for a few minutes later. And she said, is it true you're leaving? And I was like, yes. And so she, she was like, I'm done. I can't do it no more. Like, what am I going to do without you? Um, sorry, I get emotional with it. But uh, finally, we, like, we talked through it and stuff. And her last message to me, she said, please promise me that you'll check up on me. And my promise to you is I will do big things. And when they see me, they, they'll see you at Madison. And man, she got me. So it was a, it was a big deal for me. I appreciate her so much. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. That's powerful. And it, and it kind of gives, you know, perspective into what we do. And, and it's much more than just coaching basketball and teaching them a play and, 
and you know how do you win a game it's it's much more about the game of life and that stuff so it's that's that means you made a, a powerful impact in those kids lives coach good stuff yeah i mean i'm definitely gonna miss them it was definitely hard to leave them but i'm ready to go help some new kids out and i'm excited about that <laughs> but man like these kids need coaches they need sometimes you can't open up to your parents so you need someone that you know is going to teach you discipline, teach you right from wrong, teach you something that you love in basketball, but then also check up on you. And I'm big about that, checking up on their grades, checking up on their attendance, checking on what's going on. If I see them sad, like, I'll talk it out because they don't talk. They just keep everything inside or and then social media and text messages. They'd rather let it out on there. Yeah. to get you know i don't even i don't even call it feedback but like they get other stuff out of that so like to get them to actually talk to you and speak to you is important a lot of times what yeah. they're getting yeah. social media those responses they're getting is not what they really need to be hearing yeah it's either instant gratification or it's negativity like sometimes you need conversation and so i make sure to do that with them Good yeah and a lot of it sometimes they need to be taught what emotions they're actually feeling and i think mm-hmm. Of it is you know the and sometimes that's what I have to you know dive into with someone yeah. as of late is like I mean what are you feeling well I mean are you really angry well I don't know if you're angry you might be maybe disappointed maybe angry just yeah. what, which one is it you know and they don't really know the difference and so I think that big push on uh, SEL social emotional learning for them mm-hmm. really a bit mindfulness and being you know aware you know and they all I mean that is a big thing at our school that we kind of had these mindful moments and you know so they they laugh about it and okay, mindful moment, but you know, then they actually get to thinking about it. So sometimes we'll say, you know, what color are you today? You know, or what, what's your level one through five, you know, just to start off practice because I mean, after being in class all day, first through, you know, however many and you know, what happened at lunch and you know, I was <laughs> in the morning and now I'm at, you know, it's like you get all that coming into practice and I haven't even stepped on the court and I'm thinking, where are y'all you know and, <laughs> exactly um, it's like where are you because i'm hyped i'm ready to go and all you're just <laughs> i'm like okay well something's up so you know it's a word check-in it's a color like i said it's a number it's you know give me a word you know what what is it and then if at that then at least you kind of know what you're getting yourself into you know um and you know if it's at the end of practice is it better is it not you know but that's kind of where we had to get to with our uh remote you know so you know where are you coming in you know are you here are you there so it's become more of a a a habit you know and i think the kids understand it and so i think that that they're able to at least associate something with where they're at more they're feeling so i mean it's definitely different but at least as a coach you can kind of take take it from there and know that okay well i need to talk to little susie after practice or hey coach can you go over there and find out what's going on with her because she's a blue right now. Blue's not very good, let's just say. So uh, I'm going to go with that and let me get on with the rest of them who are greens and yellows. At least they're, they're able to go, you know. So, I mean, I think that's really a big, a big thing that, you know, we as coaches nowadays, because what we're in and, you know, where this generation is even just before that, I mean, it's, it's something that probably we need to take, you know, to heart and kind of see, sure. you know, hey, let me get a, a, a tone, a little – I guess, what is it, a, a, a ruler, let's just say, of where they're at before practice. Exactly. If our athletes <laughs> ever needed us, it's, it's right now during all this craziness with with the pandemic and, and everything going on. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. 
Coach Zuleika, Coach V, I really appreciate y'all. That was wonderful. It was amazing. You guys did an outstanding job. So I appreciate y'all's insight. It was good. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate I mean, I, uh, ever since I started watching two weeks ago, I tell everybody about it. Like, tell everybody. I told Tuesday, and she was like, what? I need to listen to it. Like, uh, I was like, y'all, he, like, you're just hearing about other coaches' stories and their journey, and it's, it's empowering to hear what other people are going through. Like, you need to learn from them. So this is awesome. I think what you're doing is yeah. amazing. Um, please don't stop. <laughs> My drive to East Central is 30 minutes long, and so I've been listening back and forth. So I got you. It's right. good stuff. I appreciate you have to, you. Now, when you go back to regular times, you'll have to record them on the weekend for the, the week sessions. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to book them all in the weekends for sure. <laughs> or, or, or early mornings like at 6 or 7, or whoever's that up. That is true. Morning coffee. Heck yeah. <laughs> Well, I appreciate y'all very much. I hope y'all have a great a great day. Stay safe out there. You know, stay healthy and, and All right. we'll be talking soon. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, you too. I'll be good. Keep it up. Good luck, Coach. Thank you, you too. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.